Welcome to Podcast Hackers, the show for podcasters by podcasters. Here, each episode, you'll hear from the best and brightest podcasters and learn how they're growing their audience, monetizing their shows, and making an impact through podcasting. And now, your host, Craig Hewitt. All right, welcome back to another episode of Podcast Hackers. Uh, today, we have Josh Wilson on the show. Josh, how you doing? Hey, man, I am well. Thank you, Craig. Great, great. Uh, it's good to have you. I know that um, that we're going to be talking kind of around two different podcasts that you have going on. But for folks who who don't know you or your podcast, can you give a little bit of background on, on kind of who you are and what you're doing in the podcasting world? Yeah. Hey, guys. Uh, I'm Josh Wilson. I'm here in Orlando, Florida, and it's uh, right now it's raining, but it's typically a beautiful, sunny place to live with my family. I have a beautiful wife, a five-year-old daughter, and a almost one-year-old son. He turns one years old soon. So uh, I'm a serial podcast host. So I host multiple shows and uh, there's even a few more on the horizon. So that's kind of uh, a a 50,000 foot view of who Josh is. Awesome. Awesome. And I know we're going to talk kind of specifically today about your show that revolves around uh, your personal brand, your journey as an entrepreneur uh, and as a podcaster, probably. Um, Can you talk a little bit about the specifics there? Yeah. So I right now I host two podcast shows. One is Bet the Jockey. So um, the and then the other one is Orlando Entrepreneurs, and you can find them both on iTunes, Google, Stitcher. You know, you can find me on LinkedIn, and and it'll point to both of those. But uh, I guess to talk about the first one, Bet the Jockey. That's my personal brand, and Orlando Entrepreneurs is my personal mission here in Orlando. So Bet the Jockey uh, came from a phrase that I heard a venture capitalist say when I was working in the VC world in Dallas, Texas, and. Uh, I saw I saw a bunch of pitches from the side of the entrepreneurs pitching to the venture capitalists, and then I got the 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 great experience of hearing what the the VCs would say when nobody was listening. And one day I heard a VC say this: He says, "We don't invest in the businesses; we invest in the people. We don't bet on the horse; we bet the jockey." Mm. And I heard that, and I was like, "That's incredible." Uh, so somehow it's stuck in my head, and over my life, I've just really seen um, really great people having a hard time getting traction, or I've seen great businesses fail because of bad people. And um, I just the, this idea of investing in yourself, so betting on yourself, betting on your own jockey, but then also betting on other jockeys, other entrepreneurs, really resonated true in my heart. And when I first started the show, it was uh, <laughs> I thought it was going to be a story of great triumph. Like here's how I made a billion dollars, and you know, let me show you how I did it. Um, you know, some. Some deals went south just recently, and it really wiped us out. So now the show is – I still highlight you know, incredible entrepreneurs around the world. We've had international best-selling authors. We've had you know, extremely famous people, great venture capitalists, investors, um, professional athletes, philanthropists, just incredible guests on my show uh, because of the network that I built over the years. But uh, I added a new kind of like series of shows that – really just highlight my journey of whether success or failure, just giving you guys a day-by-day view into the life of an entrepreneur. So I'm really excited about that and terrified at the same time. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, I think there's so much... uh unicorns and rainbows out there, uh, especially in the entrepreneurial world where you know everybody talks about how great they're doing and how good everything is. It's probably not just specific to the to the entrepreneur world, but but it's tough to talk about the bad things. 
that we're all going through, or, or especially I can imagine for you to interview people about disasters, right? I mean, is that is that difficult for you as a as a content creator to get people on and say, I want to talk about all the bad stuff that just happened to you? <laughs> well, you know, people are so much, uh, people are, they, they like talking about their successes. They like putting their best foot forward, um, you know, and, and myself included. And, you know, I built up a pretty good audience. And when I had a major failure, like, you know, one of my mentors was saying that I need to connect with my community on a deeper level and I need to actually share my failures. So I, when I, when I talk with people uh, and I interview them, you know, they're talking about their successes and failures, but it's always past tense, right? And what I wanted to do f- as an example for others, and, you know, I'm totally taking a major risk here because this could really hurt me, uh, is showing people my current failures. And hopefully this will show other entrepreneurs that they're not alone and that it's hard as hell being an entrepreneur. Yeah. It really is. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, any given day there's, there's ups and downs and, and the highest highs and the lowest lows. And she sometimes even in an hour, it seems like there's just a constant roller coaster. But, but I think this, this could apply to a lot of different people. I mean, so we have a lot of, I think in general, there's a lot of people in the podcasting space who are entrepreneurial. They have their own thing going by definition. Podcasting is a bit entrepreneurial, I think. So you're creating your own content and kind of going against the 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 norm of you know public radio or whatever by by creating your own brand and your own platform to to have a voice from. Um, but but for you as as kind of a, a content creator, as you looked at this this pivot to say like. Okay, instead of just highlighting the highs, we're going to talk about some of the lows too. How did you think about the switch in in the type of show you were going to have and how the the format and the tone and all of that was going to change as you went from something that's more mainstream to to something like you said that might kind of come back to bite you in the in the bottom later? Yeah, well, to tell you the truth, I was terrified because, you know, I've built a a pretty good reputation. I've advised companies, I've worked on, you know, I've built entrepreneur centers and I've helped people get major funding and I've helped people become successful. I've created a lot of wealthy people and to kind of step back into, uh, you know, getting my butt whooped recently and like resetting and starting over from zero, it's embarrassing. It, it's it's scary. It's embarrassing. There's a lot of anxiety. Um, so you know, last night I recorded the episode, and I just sat there and I stared at it, and the the thing said publish right, and then right next to that is a is a little icon that said trash, and <laughs> like <laughs> I was scared to death, man. And I just it seriously, I sat there for probably five minutes just staring at both those buttons. Okay, so so tell me about what was going on in your head there. Well. So when you when you're transparent about like how much money you have, so everyone's super anxious about how much money they have. Guys, I have nothing, right? So like taking that mask off and and like we relate success to the number of zeros you have in your bank account or the kind of car you drive, you know. And we always look at people as what they're doing now, and we forget that there's a lot of challenges along along the way. So I was terrified that if I am this honest. On a, in a public forum that reaches a lot of people. If I'm this honest, will it ruin my credibility as a consultant? Will it ruin my ability as a... Uh, I'm not an investor right now because I don't have anything, but will it ruin my credibility? Mm. Mm-hmm. Or or will it build trust and community? And the answer is, I don't know. 
I, I it's we're day two into this new pivot. So uh, I was running through all these things in my head, and I just felt, you know, I believe uh, that I just was being obedient to my, uh, I guess, my beliefs, and then also to my community. My community wants authentic. They want truth, and that's why they tune in. So I have to give them what they need and what they want. Uh, so I'd love to talk about your community some. So uh, can you talk about the, the type of community you have, how you've built it, and how you engage with the folks there? Yeah. So my favorite place to engage, because um, you know, podcasts, even though I'm interviewing someone, it's still a unilateral form of conversation. You record the interview, and then you send it out to the world, right? Google, Stitcher, iTunes, yep. and whatever. It goes everywhere. And sometimes it, it feels like you're just like throwing things out there and hoping people hoping it resonates with people. And I see people, you know, and I have conversations and they're like, oh my gosh, that was a great interview. I actually reached out to so-and-so and they're telling me all these successes. And a lot of times as a podcast host or even being interviewed, you don't realize the impact that it has. So I guess there's a lot of faith in knowing that it is making a difference. Um, one of the ways that I do really try to engage, and so for, for people out there who consume on uh, podcasts, like a review, is more than just getting found on Amazon and or not Amazon, uh, iTunes and all that. A review is like positive feedback, knowing that you made a difference in their life. Mm-hmm. And to me, that's sometimes that's worth more than gold. Yeah, because um, it feels so good knowing that I'm making a difference. But you know, so a way that I do engage with people is you know through like LinkedIn or Facebook. When I when I post this. Uh, like an episode, I, I really try to have a conversation with my community about it. And sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. Yeah. Yeah. One of the things we hear a lot about Facebook groups on the show here and, and anybody who's listened to to more than a couple episodes will know that I'm big on Facebook groups. Obviously, Podcast Hackers is a Facebook group and a podcast now. Um, and, and I think it's a great place to connect with people because like you said, we're talking, people will be listening. And then it's a matter of how do you continue that dialogue uh, it both uh, logistically, and I think Facebook is is a really easy and obvious place to do that, but but also sort of practically, like there's a lot of information that we'll cover in this podcast today, but there's a lot we, we can't or we won't, or maybe we don't want to, and this is not the right medium for it. And so a, a way and a place for people to connect both with you as the, the sort of leader of the group, but also with each other is really powerful. I think when you when you can create the ability for people to engage on their own in the community, that's when it's real magic. Because then the the group has a has a a life and a purpose and a identity that's bigger than you could create by yourself. I, I don't know if you've seen that in your group at all. You know, I think that's a uh, incredible insight. Is you know, as a host, you're you're enabling a conversation to happen. So I'm in a few Facebook groups. Um, you know, this is probably good encouragement to for me to actually create my own. And, and build that. So I, I appreciate that. Yeah, no, I, I, it's, uh, it's, I think difficult to, to find and you have to, to be really engaged, uh, and consistently engage your, your audience, uh, in your group. But, but I think folks who do in these big successful groups, it's, it becomes much bigger than they could create kind of on their own with something like an email list or something like that. So I think that's potentially the real value of, of a, of a group, but, but I love that it's your, your Facebook group and your community is really identifying where you feel like you need to go with your with your podcast and your content and kind of your brand. Um, has there been specific things that 
you've gotten like pieces of feedback there that tell you that's how you need to go, or is it just kind of a general feel? So there's there's definitely the gut instinct of, you know, and I think sometimes the gut instinct comes from just kind of like a, a sick taste in your mouth. Yeah. So, you know, I, I have tons of recorded episodes and every day I'm talking with really successful people. And when, when the recording stops, that's where a really great conversation happens because then they go, whew, right. you know, they, <laughs> it's like, it's almost like the, the weight of the being in the public view is so heavy. And then they get off the recording and they go, whew. And I'm like, how are you doing, man? Like, how could I help you? And they're like, well, you know, we're trying to do this or we're having difficulty with that. And like, that, that's when like the real conversations happen. So when that happened enough times, and I've had, I think, you know, I think I'm, episodes, you know, probably a hundred in the hopper or, or something like that. So, I mean, I've got, I've talked with a lot of great people and, you know, and that's a common thing. And at the end of the day, they're humans and we're humans and whether they're a billionaire and I, and I talk with billionaires and they have problems too. And yeah. I've talked with, you know, everyone. So I think, I think that it's, I, I felt it and then I felt it from my guest and then when my audience, like when, when something a guest said that really was vulnerable, the audience responded. So just seeing those kind of patterns forced me to say, to look at myself and saying, am I being a good host? Am I being a good leader? And the answer was no, because all I'm doing is selling success and, and not necessarily diving into the blisters it takes to get the success, mm-hmm. if that even happens. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's a little, uh, I don't know if disingenuous is the right term, but to only talk about the positives uh, in, in your life as an entrepreneur or in your spiritual life or weight loss or just trying to be a better person in whatever kind of form that takes for people, only talking about the good things is, yeah, misleading to everybody because it's not all roses. It, it is tough and sometimes it sucks and sometimes you don't feel like getting out of bed and stuff like that, no matter what kind of part of your life that we're talking about. I think it's really fair to say, like, we need to talk about both sides of the coin. And I almost think that there are people and shows and brands that this needs to exist in because there there are plenty of people that are only talking about the good stuff. So I commend you for recognizing that and taking the the courage to to kind of take that path. So it'll be interesting to see how it turns out for you. But I, I commend you for it for sure. Thank you. I hope it turns out well for me. <laughs> yeah, right, right, right. Cool. So I'd love to hear kind of more about, uh, you know, how you've kind of grown as a podcaster. So you talk about like this pivot into a different type of comment or content or a different angle on your on your subject, but but maybe like along the way, some things that you've learned as a podcaster, because I mean, we're big about kind of teaching here on the podcast of like, you know, man, when I started out, I didn't know this. And then I learned and my life was so much easier after that. Are there any things that stick out in your mind? Like, wow, I'd love to pass this on to uh, a Josh from a couple of years ago. Yeah. You know, the Josh from a few years ago, um, the, the advice that I would give him would be to really to connect with your audience. You really need to connect with your guest. So um, don't look at your guest as a as just a, a step up to get to the next guest or to get to a bigger guest or a higher guest or what could they do for you. Uh, I would look at really guests of how can you serve them and their mission. So now before any of my shows, I I like to do a pre-call. Sometimes, you know, time permitted, they can't because they're busy entrepreneurs. But I usually like to have a call with them before and I say, 
I say this, I say my, my job is to serve my audience of entrepreneurs, but also to serve my guest. How would you like to be positioned? What would you like as a win for you? If one person in that audience responded to you, like what would you really want? And some of the responses I get are incredible. So when I'm interviewing someone, I help position them to help them get what they want. And then the conversation to me feels a lot more powerful because now they're being more human saying, you know, this is who I am and this is what I need mm-hmm. and I need the community to help me. So I think the, the advice there is to not only serve your audience, which is the people out there, but also serve the guest. Yeah. No, that's great. And I think that a, a little bit of, like you're saying, a pre-call or a, an email the day before the, the recording or something like that to to open the door and set the expectation like you're talking about um, and, and give the people that you're interviewing or having on your show uh, a chance to establish their position is super powerful. And it, admittedly, it's something I do a poor job of, but there's a ton of technology out there that makes it super easy and, and almost no work for you. Just do it once and set your Calendly, you know, app to to remind somebody a day before with some of these questions and stuff. I think it it can be really simple, and like you said, it go it can go a long way towards giving you the opportunity to have a really good discussion when you do get on that podcast episode, right? Yeah, absolutely. So as you've kind of gone along the way, I'm sure there have been some bumps in the road, and we don't like to uh, to pick the proverbial scab too much here, but would love to hear some things that maybe you've learned the hard way in your podcasting life. Yeah, so. This this becomes a, a passion, a consuming passion. Uh, when you start to hear successes and when you start to get this like free advice. So like, I mean, think about it this way. When I first started building, you know, Bet the Jockey and the brand and the business, it was a consultancy and it was doing pretty good. I had some strategic partnerships and I was making, you know, really good money. So for me, having conversations with these people, I was getting free business advice from some of the greatest like minds and business. So selfishly, like I was getting so much out of it. And I felt like if I wanted advice on growth, I could look up on my LinkedIn or I could do research on people and I could find 10 growth hackers, reach out to them, get them on the show and interview them almost like, and they're giving me free information, right? So it could be a, a trap because you get into this place of constant like knowledge seeking instead of knowledge execution. Mm. So that got, you know, that it got me into trouble because I was so focused on building a great pipeline of information that I felt I needed. I started to drop the ball in execution and and filling my own pipeline for my own business. So, you know, there's, there definitely has to be a, uh, a balance with that so so how do you how do you strike because i i definitely i definitely hear you and there's some things that have happened in my life uh and kind of how i position myself in this this balance i guess of of it taking knowledge in and trying to better myself with also kind of not taking so much information in and putting on the blinders and putting my head down a little bit um how do you how do you find that balance i guess at this point not very well (laughs) (laughs) it's my financial situation yeah um i think if i was like stepping outside of myself and giving advice to myself again i think it's good to have a buffer so have a certain amount of recorded episodes in the hopper right 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 now i have a ton you know i could go months without recording another episode and it and it'll be okay but i need to focus more on rescuing myself 
and, and, and focusing on my own business while I focus on my community and my other people's business. So create the buffer. And then once a buffer is hit, once you have that certain amount in the savings account of your podcast episodes, then you know, transition more time to you know, earning and revenues for your own business. Sure. Sure. No, that's great. That's great. I mean, we, uh, yeah, we, we see far too often people saying, Oh, you know, I got started and I got 12 episodes in and then I missed a couple. And then I just thought I'd throw my hands up and quit. But yeah, if you can, if you can store just a couple of episodes away, uh, or just stay ahead by a couple of episodes, it is so valuable because yeah, your guest cancels on you or it's, you know, the week between Christmas and New Year's and nobody's doing anything or you're on vacation for summer or something like that and things just fall apart and it's life and it's going to happen. But if you're really serious about publishing every week, then yeah, I think it's, it's uh, I would say mandatory almost to have a couple of episodes in the, in the hopper uh, for the eventualities that will happen. Yeah. So I have a, I kind of want to go back to, to community and engagement. I like to look forward a little bit because I am an entrepreneur and I'm kind of like this, uh, always like one eye on the horizon. As you look forward and where podcasting will fit into to community and engagement in the next, say, couple of years, what kind of things do you plan on doing uh, or what do you see happening in the in the podcasting and content creation and community engagement world? Ooh, that's a great question. I think that the future of uh, podcasting will continue to grow and get bigger because people have a thirst for knowledge and connection. And in the world where you know people aren't really connecting, uh, you know they have you know thousands of friends on their Facebook page and they have ten thousand followers on Twitter and Instagram. You know, they the we look like we're connected, but we're really not connected. Right, so mm. I think it's going to be more important to people feel connected by listening to stories and by learning through stories and by sharing stories. So I think that there will be a greater connection of people via social platforms and and podcasting and such like that because we need connection to other humans. It doesn't matter if you're extrovert, introvert, doesn't matter your chemical makeup. Like we need each other. So yeah. I think I think podcasting is a way for that to happen and to hear people speak. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, just the just the biochemistry of of it has to be just you know someone literally in your ear every week uh, creates a connection that I think doesn't exist even on something like YouTube. I, I don't know, maybe maybe it's different, but I I think there's a an intimacy of of podcasting that really creates that connection and then gives you the opportunity to to then take and take it to the next step or take take that journey and bridge it somewhere else like a conference or a Facebook group or a whatever else. Uh, I, I mean, we get so often, oh, you know, I listen to your podcast for years and I meet someone at a conference. Oh, you know, it's so good to finally meet you and all this kind of stuff. I think it's it's an opportunity we wouldn't get if we didn't participate in this medium. Yeah, 100 percent. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, so, so, Josh, for folks who want to find out more about about you and kind of what you're up to with with all of your podcast information, can you share where they can connect with you online? Yeah. So uh, two places. One is bettejockey.com. And uh, the one that, you know, like I'd, I'd really like to uh, see grow to support my local community is Orlando Entrepreneurs. And you can find, you know, more information about us at OrlandoEntrepreneurs.org, where our mission is to really lift up Orlando as a place to build a business, to invest in a business, to grow a business, and to stay here instead of, you know, having an exit to the West Coast or, you know, MIT or, or one of these places. Like, this is a this is great. It's ripe. It's a beautiful place to, to build and grow a future. So that's what I'm doing. 
Awesome. So I'm a, I'm an Orlando native as well. One of the very few people born and bred <laughs> uh, in Orlando. So that's uh, it's near and dear to my heart. So uh, kudos to you for for you know spearheading that. And I think it's fantastic. I mean, I think Orlando is a great place for folks to to live and to run and grow a business. I mean, financially, you know, the state not having state income taxes is a great thing for a lot of folks. But I mean, just the resources and the infrastructure in Orlando these days is astonishing compared to when I was growing up. So for sure, that's awesome. Yeah. And if people want to start a conversation with me, they can find me on LinkedIn. Um, you know, type in, in you know, Joshua Bruce Wilson, B-R-U-C-E-W-I-L-S-O-N. And it usually pulls me up. Um, happy to have a conversation with people if they have questions, you know, I'll answer pretty honestly. And not, not everybody is ready for that or <laughs> expects that. So happy to, you know, help. Awesome. Awesome. Josh, thanks so much. Appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me. I really, I really like your format. I really like what you're doing, man. Thank you for listening to another episode of Podcast Hackers. If you liked what you heard today, please head over to iTunes and leave a rating and review. This goes a long way towards helping spread the word about the show to other podcasters just like you. Until next time, happy podcasting.